Don't you love the adrenaline rush, Matt? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Something went wrong. I don't know what that means, but we're going to keep going. Oh, it says in live video. So we're going live now. That's okay. People haven't logged in. Uh, but can, can they, they hear us? us? Welcome to the Intern Whisperer Live, the show all about internships and how to survive them. This is Jason. <laughs> this is Matt. And that is Il Isabella, <laughs> <laughs> who's laughing on the mic. Coming up on this episode of the Intern Whisperer Live, we're going to be talking about... Oh, okay. Reminder to <laughs> listeners, you can call us live on air. The phone number is 407-582-2906. You can also chat with us oh, online through Intern Pursuit's Facebook live chat. Okay. Tonight's hashtag is hashtag Jacob Banks to win the tickets to his concert on February 13th, 2019. To win the tickets, you have to post a comment about tonight's show on Intern Pursuit's Facebook or Instagram account. Remember to include the featured hashtag, which is hashtag Jacob Banks. Coming his up website, on this. His website is www.mrjacobbanks.com. Dope. Okay. <laughs> okay, one more time. All right. Coming up on this episode of Intern Whisper Live, we Incoming have holiday traditions, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, around the world, and a wild Incoming Wednesday from topic from Lopez? Isabella Choice. I don't know how to take that. What? What's your question? I have an incoming Skype call. <sighs> Abby was calling. No, it was Abimil Lopez. That was Abby. He just joined. I think that was I think that's like his full name. That was Abby. He hey, was calling Abby, us. Hey Abby, call us again. That would be Call us dope. again. Call <laughs> us again, Abby. Call us again. <laughs> I thought I pushed accept. I think you have to have Skype open. Oop, that's awkward. Yeah. We're doing great though. We're doing yeah, great. this is Okay. <laughs> What a Christmas present. That's awesome. All right. So how do people find us? You can find us on Pivot Business called Pivot Business Consulting's website, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube on Intern Pursuit. We are on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On the Intern Pursuit game, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and you can listen to us live on mixlr.com forward slash Valencia College Radio and follow Intern Pursuit. We have Pursuit. another incoming There's call. There's another incoming call. Click answer. answer. I did. Hey. Hey. Hello. Yay. Thank you, Abby. Yeah, I just wanted to see if the phone works. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. We Welcome. Have a live caller. <laughs> hey, it's a, it's a Christmas miracle. Your, you're, you're not in your uh, exam right now, right? No, I I, uh, I left my exam just to call you guys. Oh, he's he's, so jo nice. he's joking. No, yeah, I'm totally joking. Oh, okay. It's, it's later. He told me before. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was lying. Okay. 
Damn. I just want I just wanted to fulfill Isabella's wishes of the phone ringing one time at least on the on the show. So what a nice Aww. present that was so nice, Abby. Thank you. All right, all right, great. Well, I'll let you guys get back to it. Okay, bye-bye. Right, bye. Thanks, bye. Now we know that people can really call us. That's awesome. All right. <laughs> so you can um, you can chat with us online on our Facebook uh, live chat. All right, Matt, sponsor number one. All right. Omnimodal. Omnimodal believes smart cities and public transit services are the backbone of equitable shared mobility today and into the future. Omnimodal works with smart cities to connect all commuters across modes of transportation to the mobility as a service marketplace. Their website is omnimodal.io. Thank you, Omnimodal, for sponsoring the Intern Whisperer. This is our last show for 2018, and we're going to be taking a holiday break. So during the next two weeks through January, uh, when we come back, you're going to be hearing our favorite picks. So each one of the hosts, associate producer hosts and myself, will all pick our favorite two episodes, and we're going to be playing those. So you'll have something um, to listen to. In the meantime... Um, this is kind of fun because Matt is running the whole board by himself. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's having to do the thing that usually two people do. Um, so this is fun. And then Jason's over here on the side of the guest table. Hey. So this is fun here. <laughs> what we're going to be doing tonight is uh, fo taking a focus on the holiday traditions uh, that are around the world from either... Um, an international perspective of looking at Christmas or a religious, a spiritual side, which is also Christmas. But we're going to talk about Christmas itself. We're going to talk about Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. And Jason did a little bit of research also. He did a lot of research. <laughs> so he's going to interject some things in here about Christmas. So let's go ahead and start. I pulled some really great sources of information, and I looked at the history of Christmas, and then we have just the traditions. I want to be able to hear what are the Christmas traditions in each one of your houses that you okay. guys have, and I'll share what uh, mine is. And if any of our guests that tune in tonight... They would post those in the chat. That would be awesome, along with hashtag Jacob Banks. Just saying. <laughs> Could get some tickets for February. Hashtag Jacob Banks. Hashtag Jacob Banks. We yeah. should probably put that in the comment. <laughs> put that in the comment so that they know that. Then they'll see it. Because it says see more, and it's not obvious up at the top. All right, so <clears throat> I pulled this from whychristmas.com for customs, for cultures, and then they had a really fun activity page where you could build an activity and do all kinds of stuff. They had tons of great gifts that people could make. And so you can go there, and then you can also go to history.com. And there was the history of Christmas. So I'm going to read this first, and then we'll chat some more. Christmas is both a sacred religious holiday and a worldwide cultural and commercial phenomenon. For two millennials, two millennia? Yeah, millennia. for two millennia. Yeah. 2,000 years, people around the world have been observing it with traditions and practices that are both religious and secular in nature. Christians celebrate Christmas Day as the anniversary of the birth of Jesus of Nazareth, a spiritual leader whose teachings from the 
Bible is part of the religion. Popular customs also include exchanging gifts, decorating Christmas trees, um, Santa Claus, awaiting, you know, attending church, even for those that are not spiritual. And then there's sharing meals and, you know, spending time with family and friends. It's also a federal holiday in the U.S. since 1870. I thought that was pretty interesting. Wow. Yeah. So it was uh, December 25th, Christmas Day is the federal holiday. Now, some Christmas fun facts. So let's take turns reading these. Matt, you go first. All right. <coughs> Each year, 30 to 35 million real Christmas trees are sold in the United States alone. There are 21,000 Christmas tree growers in the United States, and trees usually grow for about 15 years before they are sold. Isn't that amazing? Such a short... They're teenagers. How can there be a profit margin on that? I don't know, but they're teenage Christmas trees. I feel bad for them. They're being cut down before they even reach adulthood, it seems like. Yeah. Not really. I don't know. Well, I don't know what the lifespan of a tree is. I don't is, think they reflect human lifespans. No, I, I'm pretty sure. But nonetheless, that's what popped into my head. I don't know if Christmas trees live a really long time like other trees. I think it depends on the type of tree and you know how long. Yeah. There's like this one that is in Winter Park. They always do a lighting of the uh, lighting up of the lights on the tree, and it got hit uh, by the hurricane two years ago, and it took the tree down, and it was about four stories tall and it was like a not a pine pine tree but you know it looked like one uh, with the boughs that you know very triangular in shape and the kids in the community could kind of climb it it was just so sad when that tree went oh. down they have to grow oh. another one there's another one near the orlando art museum right I oh, I know that? the ones that you're talking about. Those aren't Christmas trees, though. No, Those they're just are like really live old trees. Yeah. Just really old trees that people yeah. can like, yeah. climb on and stuff. People do. They do they chop them down and take them home? No, no, it's just a really <laughs> <No>. old tree. <laughs> no, they're not those kind. Okay, fact, fun fact number two. That's it. You're up, Jason. Okay. So today in Greek and Russian Orthodox churches, Christmas is celebrated 13 days after the 25th which is also referred as the Epiphany. Epiphany, or Three Kings Day. This is the day it is believed that the three wise men finally found Jesus in the manager? Manger. 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 Oh, it says yeah. manager. My bad. Yeah. Manger. There you go. <laughs> manger. Yeah. Manger. I actually copied that. That was a copy and a paste from the source, so the source so, had it wrong. So Jesus and the manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, that's God. Right? <laughs> the manager's God. Everyone's manager. Yeah, pretty much. So I thought that was pretty interesting because um, the Orthodox, Greek and or Russian Orthodox Church, 13 days after the 25th, and I think that was significant because, you know, we, we always think about the, the day that we know in American culture, mm -hmm. right? But we don't think about how the Orthodox churches would be observing that. And they're going by something that's in the Old Testament. And every church, um, denomination, not church, but denominations will have sometimes different Bibles. The Episcopal faith has a different one. The Christian faith, not Christian, Well, the Orthodox sorry, the ones are the original ones that split off from the Catholics, right? <coughs> the, it was those two? No, the I don't think so. It, Orthodox was the first one. And then the reform, there's like Methodist, Presbyterian, Protestant. But those all split off from Catholicism. They all split away from that. And then there was Orthodox um, Christian Catholicism, just like there's Orthodox Judaism, and just like they're saying over here, the um, 
Episcopal Church even has an Orthodox. So oh, like that's I thought like the it started one. off as like Catholicism and then Orthodox. Like we're I don't the original think so, but two. you know what? We can go and look that up. And you, if it's you, I'm going to go, oh, you're very knowledgeable. Could be making it off the top of my head from high school I history. Know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it, it was, was really an interesting deep. fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In the Middle Ages, Christmas celebrations were rowdy and raucous, a lot like today's Mardi Gras parties. That just was amazing to me. I'm going, what was it? Why I want to do that. I want to just party on the streets. For Christmas? Yeah, why not? It sounds like a New Year's Eve celebration. It does. You know? That's kind of what we turned it into, maybe. Yeah, maybe. We're like, we I need our partying in the winter the time. Let's just shift it a few weeks to New Year's. Yeah, yeah. Where maybe it feels I, more appropriate. I don't know. But it was interesting to me. It said Middle Ages. So I'm going, when did it start switching over into being a more um, still party atmosphere, uh, but it had a balance between some some serious undertones? I don't even want to say serious. Um Solemn, maybe that's the word that I'm looking for. I'm Probably sure. when Catholicism took over everything. Yeah, bad Catholicism. No, I, s- right. I, I say that I grew up as a Catholic, so yeah. I can, I my can, ex husband was that. a Catholic, and yeah. so I had done that thing too. But yeah. yeah, I think the real question is if it's like Mardi Gras, did they have beads back then? And if they didn't have beads, what were they throwing? I don't think so. I think the point animals? is, animals just a lot of <gasps> like dead animals. Ew, what if it's like catch a cat, like a little kitten? Like a living it. one. Yeah. Mm. And then That'd you be catch fun. it and it's your pet. But what would you do for a kitten? A kitten? Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, first off, I hope nobody's throwing kittens. <laughs> that would be wrong. Would they just be well, like, just go. gently toss them like, from but, but you They wouldn't be this? on floats or something. They wouldn't be Did like on floats. Did you see this thing floats. on YouTube of uh, this was true too? And this girl and another girl went to prison for it, really went to prison. They had a bag of kittens, and they threw them into a river and just was watching them drown. So that's why I'm going, God. really? I mean, this is a viral video. Oh, my God. They no, he was trying to do it. He was trying to make no. it wholesome. Yeah. Yeah, I meant, like, here's a gift. Now, if it was a toy kitten, that'd be fine. Stuffed stuff kitten. Well, what if they knelt stuffed down animal. and handed you a kitten? Okay, yeah. first off, nobody wants all of these kittens that are all Just one. For mm. what? I, I oh my God! For Christmas, the holy kitten. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> I'm moving on past kittens. Okay, <laughs> moving on. All right. All right, Matt, you're up. From 1659 to 1681, the celebration of Christmas was outlawed in Boston, and lawbreakers were fined five shillings. What's a shilling? Mm, I don't know. What was a shilling worth? Uh, I don't know. A yeah. lot. Anyway, any money was worth a lot. Now, sadly, I did not spend as much time like looking these things up to answer the questions. But if any of our listeners go back and they can tell us why Christmas was the celebrating of Christmas was outlawed in Boston, I would figure it. Why specifically Boston, too? Yeah, I don't know. They're like, was that like where the Boston Tea? I mean, Boston Tea Party, and that must have. But this was what this was like a century before then. I have no idea. It's ju- just interesting. I really want to go and look this up more. A lot of things study. go down in Boston, apparently. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Including Christmas. <laughs> so Jason's up. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas it's oh my god. Christmas was declared as a federal holiday in the United States on June 26, 1870. 
The first eggnog made in the United States was consumed by Captain John Smith, 1607 Jamestown Settlement. Wow. I love eggnog. Mm. Do you guys like eggnog? We have Corquito. Oh, that's the most awesome stuff in mm-hmm. the world. Coquito. What, what's Corquito? Coquito. Coquito? See. Oh, I think I have heard of that. <laughs> it's the coconut condensed milk, super filled with rum. It's mm-hmm. a little bit like a pina colada, not really. It's just. It sounds pretty good. It's, it's a so party. delicious. They put a lot of rum in it. It's really It's a really holiday good. thing? Yeah. yeah. In the Hispanic culture. Try some. I think you need to make some and celebrate it in your home. Just by myself. <laughs> What's it called? Coquito. I don't know how to Coquito. spell it, to be honest. C-O-Q-U-I-T-O. If you do that, you'll find it pretty close. Do recipe so for... Like taquito. Coquito. <laughs> <laughs> I just like saying it. Totes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, poinsettia plants are named after Joel R. Poinsett, an American minister to Mexico, who Bought, brought the red and green plant from Mexico to America in 1828. I did uh, not know, know they were Mexican. I did not either. But it makes sense because they can really last, you know, quite a long time in, in our culture. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not in our culture, in our climate for a very long time. All right. So the Salvation Army has been sending Santa Claus clad donation collectors into the streets since the 1890s. Isn't that amazing? I know. I just donated to one like a couple days ago and it's still going. You know, I read about a company and I went, I really like this. It's a a marketing uh, firm, PR, PR and marketing firm. And they sat there and they made as a uh, company a strategic move. The owner of the company and, you know, the his leadership team. They said, we spend $4,000 on um, sending out Christmas cards to clients and customers. Let's not spend it that way. Let's go and give everybody in our company $100 and have them go out and do good with it. And so Mm. they would hand it out to people on the streets, buying either bus passes. They bought food to go and prepare um, a family dinner at Ronald McDonald House. They donated food to food pantries. There were all of these things that they did, and I went, how beautiful is that? And so when you make, I mean, you can send email, you know, Christmas cards to your clients, but really make a concerted effort to take something and then re-budget that so it can really have a greater impact. I think that's amazing. I love that. All right. Next fact. Sounds on silent. Rudolph, the most famous reindeer of them all, was a product of Robert L. May's imagination in 1939. The copywriter wrote a poem about the reindeer to help lure customers into the Montgomery Montgomery Ward department store. Okay, this is before your time. Montgomery Ward's was like Sears. Oh. So you could see that they were competitors. And they were of, um, you know how there's like Macy's as a different socioeconomic group. So Montgomery and Wards was where Amer- American families went to go buy their blue jeans and appliances and anything like that. So mm. that is a pretty smart marketing move. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Okay, so last fun fact. Construction workers started the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree tradition in 1931. 
Think about how long that is. That's a long time, that beautiful tree. That's a big tree. Yeah. Did they just put it up? Did they find a giant tree and put it up? And actually, been keeping I think it alive what they since do then, is, or? I think they take a bunch of trees and they actually put them all together to make that giant tree. So it's a bunch of trees. I in one think giant I don't tree. know. Again, another fun fact for us to research, or for we our have a listeners. lot of possible facts on the show. Today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> these are facts. We, we yeah, just we have been giving real facts, but yeah, our sub facts. facts that come off of them. Yeah, but there's more questions, you know, like we that arise, like yeah. Well, what happens if this? Where does this come from? Yeah, because that's a giant tree that goes up there. Yeah, that's got to be. That like, makes sense if it was some sort of super tree made out of other I trees know. amazing okay moving on we're going into hanukkah, hanukkah. okay so why don't you All go right. ahead and read this one matt hanukkah Tell the source the source is punchbowl.com <clears throat> under hanukkah traditions hanukkah is the eight day jewish celebration known as hanukkah or hanukkah depending on how you spell it <laughs> h or c which commemorates the rededication during the 2nd century BC of the Second Temple in Jerusalem, where according to legend, Jews had risen up against their Greek Syrian oppressors and the Maccabe- Maccabean. The Maccabees. Maccabean. So it would be Maccabean? Revolt. Maccabean, yeah. Hanukkah, which means dedication in Hebrew, begins on the 25th of Kislev on the Hebrew calendar and usually falls in November or December. Often called the Festival of Lights, the holiday is celebrated with lighting of the menorah, traditional foods, games, and gifts. All right. So, the menorah. It is to commemorate the miracle that a one-day supply of oil lasted for eight days. It was, it was about faith. And the Disney Channel had a really cool little show about this, oh gosh, years ago. And it was about a basketball team that was playing, and the lights went out. And how could they continue? It was right down to the like the the last two minutes, and were they going to be able to play? Because in the side of the basketball, um, you know, in the auditorium, there were no lights. But somehow, a generator came on, and they were able to take it. And it was just all about having faith. It was really cool. Anyway, I'm going to finish this. So it commemorates the miracle that a one-day supply of oil lasted for eight days. The, um, they will light the nine-branched menorah to represent the miracle and one of the many Hanukkah traditions and customs. So dust off your menorah from last year or purchase one at your local Judaica store. Judaica, Make, I think. Mm-hmm. Judaica, I think. Judaica, thank you. Make sure to have candles available for each of the eight nights of Hanukkah and practice the traditional Hanukkah prayers and recite them when you light the menorah. You know, this is really good because we are being um, actually presented with words that we do not know how to pronounce, and this is very helpful. And I'm all tongue-tied tonight because I sound so, like, hoarse to me, and it's all echoing in my head. But nonetheless, um, I really appreciate the fact that you were able to know that word and correct me. Thank you. Yeah. Dreidel, the dreidel game. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Isn't there a little dreidel, dreidel, dreidel song? Dreidel. Yeah, though. Yeah. There is a dreidel song. I there really is. Okay. So break out your dreidels and get ready for some traditional Hanukkah fun. Notice the Hebrew letters on each side of the dreidel, which represents a word. A great miracle happened there, referring to the miracle of the oil. Start the dreidel game. Ooh. Start the dreidel game with a proper supplies 
which include 10 or 15 coins, real or chocolate. Chocolate, chocolate. obviously. Yummy. Yeah. For each player, place one coin in the center pot, have the first player spin the dreidel, look to see which side faces up once the dreidel falls, instruct the player to either take a coin from the pot or give up a portion of his or her coins based on the f- following code. None. Nothing. Well, there's not. <laughs> uh, is that Jimmel? Gimmel? Yeah, it works. N- none of us right now are, are able to correct <laughs> I don't you. speak Hebrew. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I'm going to say Jimmel, which just means all. Hey, which is half. Shin, put in. And then put in, not pudding. It's kind yeah, of put like pudding. Put oh, in. put in. in. Yeah. <laughs> As in put in one coin in the pot. Continue to play until one person has all the coins. Yeah. I'd intense. have to watch that one being played. I've never seen it played. Have you guys? It sounds like gambling. I think I pa- I played it in the fourth grade. Really? I have this in vague school? memory. Of, yeah, at school, because they, they wanted to teach us about Hanukkah. Oh, nice. So they had us play dreidel, and they had like yeah. someone's Jewish mother come <laughs> in and make latkes, those <gasps> potato Don't pancakes for us. Don't you love latkes? <laughs> Yum. And then she gave us dreidels, and we played with chocolate coins. I remember the chocolate coins vividly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you guys eat them all before you even went home? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You don't remember that part. Okay. No. I, d- I, d- I remember there being chocolate coins. After that, it's just a blur. I remember right. in music class when I was in elementary school, they had dreidels and they brought them in. But I didn't know how to play it, so I just sat there and ate all the chocolate. Because mm. it was chocolate yeah. coins. Well, our time is just flying by. What's next? Next is, I think, Gelt. Gelt. I would agree with that. Yeah. All right. Continue a Hanukkah tradition and purchase some chocolate coins or Gelt. The Yiddish word gelt means money in English. In historic times, Jews gave money to teachers, the poor, and also to children. For the sake of modern times, replace the coins with chocolate gelt and distribute the gelt to children at your Hanukkah party. Supply some additional gelt to use for the dreidel game. Yay. Okay, I have the food section. So, you can represent the miracle of oil in your Hanukkah celebration and cook up some tasty potato latkes for appetizers. They're so good. Um, you can serve them well. Well, wait, let me make sure I stay on point. Next, practice your baking skills. Follow up the potato latkes with the mouth-watery pastries such as rugelach for dessert. The What I liked about the latkes is we would dip them in applesauce, and they were oh, so yeah. good. I forgot you dipped them in applesauce. You do. So yummy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> gifts. So gifts, keep up with modern times and expand the guilt-giving tradition to the tradition of giving gifts during Hanukkah. Gifts serve both for the traditional aspects of giving and the fun part of receiving. Deciding whether or not to give the kids one small gift for each of the eight nights of Hanukkah or just bring one big gift. Save the best gifts for your family. Oh, for your family's Hanukkah party. I don't know why I struggled there. <laughs> would you would you do one little gift or would you do one big gift? One big gift, get it over with. I would want to do the little gifts. It depends how much I cared about the person. I think very true. If you I cared about the person, nice then I'd do the gifts. eight little gifts, and yeah. then it it would build to a big gift. Yeah, I would do that. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, I I like that idea. Okay, so when we get to Kwanzaa, that's really where there's some more challenges on. I have to make sure that if we do this again next year, that it actually have people that are from the Jewish community and also for Kwanzaa that celebrate that so they can help us with these. Yeah, we're kind Mm -hmm. of all Christmas here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're all 
pretty much in the Christian faith here. Okay, so uh, the source came from people.howstuffworks.com. There's a link. All of these links will be put in our um, Facebook, so you can actually click on them and, you know, help help us here. Okay, so Kwanzaa is a seven-day holiday that celebrates African-American heritage. It was the brainchild of Dr. Malana Ker- Karinga, a professor of African Africana studies at California State University, Long Beach. Karinga created Kwanzaa. That's a <laughs> tongue twister there. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> As a way to help African Americans remember their roots and also to foster unity during a time of incredible right, racial strife. It's been as observed from December 26 to January 1 every year since 1966. Today, about one in seven African Americans celebrate Kwanzaa, and many of them do it in addition to Christmases. And this came from a different source, uh, Raskin and Scholler, but it was cited from How Stuff Works. The name Kwanzaa is derived from Matunda Ya Kwanzaa, a Swahili phrase for first fruits, and is based on traditional African harvest festivals, combining customs from a number of different cultures. Each of the seven days represents one of the seven principles of Kwanzaa. These principles are, Jason, (laughs) (laughs) I gave those to you. (laughs) Omoja, unity. (coughs) Kojichagolia, self-determination. Ojemwa, ma, 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 ma. Collective work and responsibility. Ojama. <laughs> there's an emphasis Cro- on there. <laughs> Cooperative economics. Thank goodness there's some pronunciation here, right? Yes. Yeah. That really, really helps. <laughs> Nia, purpose. Kuuba. Creativity. <laughs> Imani faith. I think that the, those are really nice principles. Um, they obviously the American or how we would say it in English is there, but it's really very very nice to be able to understand some of that history. Matt, yeah. the colors of Kwanzaa are red, black, and green. The colors of the Pan African flag, which symbolizes unity among African people all over the world. Black represents the people. Red, their blood, and green, the earth and the future. And this is a complete non sequitur, but in the Black Panther, there's a scene when they enter the casino in South Korea where each of the three main characters is wearing one of those colors. Oh, inter- that's interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So finish up the last little section, though. All right. So this holiday is celebrated by making gifts, honoring ancestors and elders, wearing traditional African clothing, planning special meals, and gathering for a feast. So that was our information. Did you have anything you wanted to share from all of the research you did about Christmas? Um, I don't want to I that. found some things that you can do with your friends, which is like do a fancy dress-up party, ugly sweater party. You can volunteer together. And then things for couples is that you guys can like bake and do fun things like that, like just intimate moments. And then also found some weird holiday traditions. And one okay, of them... this is going to be the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So one of my favorite ones is uh, Japan likes to go to KFC, and they apparently eat a lot of KFC. I did not know that. That was news to me. And I was like, oh, my God, that is amazing. And then... Wait, what was that alligator head? 
Oh my god, this, what is that? I don't know how to pronounce that, but it is the El Caiganer. They celebrate Spain. it in Spain. Instead of an elf on the shelf, they have this creature. It and looks it, like a dinosaur biting this woman's head. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> I can't yeah. see it. Like yeah. they're describing it. Yeah, it's I don't know. Turn it around real quick and show him. I know our listeners can't see it, but like Oh, yeah. Doesn't yeah. that look frightening? It's like a prehistoric animal. That's an alternative to the sh- elf on the shelf? Yeah. Well, the elf on the shelf will tell Santa if you're doing bad. This is like consequence of being bad. They're both kind of creepy. That, they are. <laughs> and then, you know, there's the, like, Krampus you have, which has, like, movie franchise, which I think are I don't know fun. a lot about Krampus. I just knew it, it was a movie, and it had a horror house at Helen Hornets. That's oh, yeah. I I, Krampus is, like, what Russians kind of celebrated. Like, Russian, Russia, Germany... And I believe France, they like honor Krampus. If you're bad, he'll come get you. Like he'll oh. give you lashes. Like the boogeyman. Yeah, but he actually like hits you. So they you made a horror lash. movie about the guy about this guy who comes get you if you're yeah, bad. Yeah, but the movie's a little different. He like puts you in a snow globe. Oh, the, huh. okay, never mind. And you're stuck in the snow globe forever. And this is Russian. This is Russian, Germany, and I believe France as well. Ooh. They celebrate that as well. So like he's like the anti Santa. Yes, exactly. If you're being naughty. Well, I'm not going to be. <laughs> I thought it was completely made up. I didn't know it had any basis in anything. I believe like they honored it back in the day, but I don't think no one really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> If you're getting day. slashed at like Christmas night, you better call 911. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever oh, you live. Right. This is an intruder. <laughs> Well, my wild card Wednesday topic is to be able to talk about Jason's documentary that was done. So, Jason, tell us about it. And we've got a link. We're going to share that with our listeners so they know how to find it and watch it. So, my documentary is about me training to be a professional wrestler, someone in the wrestling community. And this was actually filmed last year. And I was only like a few months into training. And the way it came about was... When I was working with WWE. That face would have been messed up. Yeah, and it's so funny because the reason why it came <laughs> why about was because I told the person, the director, I didn't know he was looking for you know something to make. And he goes, wait, you do modeling, acting, you're gay, and you, you train to wrestle? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, that's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. thanks. So we kind of just went with it. I asked like the man who's in charge of, you know, the coach training me. And I was like, is it okay if we like film this documentary? And he goes, yeah, totally. I think that would be a great way for you to get your foot in the door in the industry and really, um, Mm -hmm. you know, tell a story that's like motivating for everyone else. And like the whole point of the documentary is having someone in the LGBT community, you know, be in a wrestling industry because wrestling is very male dominated like masculine stuff like that and then with my documentary i was showing them like i'm not afraid to be myself and then also how lgbt members in the wrestling community how they're treated it's not kind of like they're treated like comedy acts they're not taken serious really Uh, i've mm -hmm. never encountered that yeah i've watched a lot of wrestling so yeah and they're barely on you know wwe televised right so you know, on the independent wow. scene, they're very, they're over the top flamboyant. They're there for like good 30 seconds, maybe, maybe a minute, a short thing, just, 
like a bathroom break. That's kind of how they're treated. But with my documentary, I was wanted to show them that we can put on a show. You know, women for a long time were treated like that, and now they're getting a huge push. Like, why can't anyone from the LGBT community do that? Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're a guy, girl, transvestite, whatever. Like, you can do it. You can power through it. You can show that you can bring it just as good as any masculine, macho man person you have across the ring from you. It's all about taking the bumps, telling a story, being an interesting character. I have a couple questions. Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned model, acting, and I'm, and then wrestling. I think a lot of that is show. Is it? Is it a mix of like, I mean, it looks like people really get hurt, but is it also like entertainment from the aspect that it's, it's an act? So, I don't know if that's a secret and we're not supposed to... I think oh, it's no. an open secret, yeah. kind of. It's um, We rehearse our matches, and a lot of times, the like, mostly every The winner is time. determined beforehand. Yeah, they're determined the time, before. Right? It's like a soap opera with body slams. Oh. Yeah, but the thing is, we sometimes we do get hit. We're not trained to full throttle knock each other out, but we're trained to, like, make it look devastating but not actually hurt us. But every now and then... Someone throws the right one yeah. and you get hurt. Like I actually came back to the ring because during my time with WWE, I was you know told not to wrestle. But now that I'm done with WWE, I just wrestled a match. I want to say last weekend. So you're still doing it. I just got back into ah. it. Oh. Yeah. So I'm still debating if I want to keep going with it or not. Uh, there's just a lot of things on my plate that I got to handle first. But, uh, God, it's been so long since I've been in that ring. And What's the workouts like? I mean, do you have to do, like, really oh, rigorous heavy workout? cardio. Because, Ooh. like, hmm. that's, like, mostly what it is. And it I would think it'd be, like, weightlifting. I would think, too, because you're picking people up sometimes and throwing yeah. them. Oh, no, you got to be able to, to be durable and last in that match because you're running back and forth in the oh, ring. You're okay. hitting the ropes. you got to be able to pick yourself up real quick after a body slam if you have to. Flexibility. Yeah. And it also depends on your character. Like for me, my character, and because of my size, what sells and gets the audience intrigued with me is my flexibility because I do yoga. Mm. So I have to be more flexible, whereas my opponents and people who I typically is going to be wrestling with me are going to be stronger. Because you can always right. got to find someone who compliments you in the ring. Right. So that's what I had when I last wrestled. And I didn't have any training or anything. I just jumped right into it to a wrestling match. Someone really wanted me to wrestle. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And they're like, what can you do? And I was like, oh, my god! Wait a minute. Had you ever wrestled, like, in high school so you knew what you were doing? No. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. So you just went into it. I just went into it. So Did you have an interest, like, prior to all this uh, into wrestling? Like, you knew no moves. Yeah. Well, I did training <laughs> How to pin somebody. last year. I did some training, but it was only for a few months. And, and that's what I the documentary covers. Yeah, and that's what the documentary covers. But when I was training last weekend, it's been so long that I even taken a bump. And I was, like, so nervous. I was like, oh, my God. And they're, like, going over moves. Like, we're going to super kick you. Is that okay? And I was like, yeah. I just said, sure, because that's what I want to do. I was like, sure. I just want to prove to them that I can do it. And there's no restraints on me. And you don't have to hold my hand in the match or carry me in the match. I can I can go. Yeah. But that you're, you're being, you know, fearless. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that word. Fearless. Fearless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, you have to be fearless to go and do that kind of a thing, honestly, because I don't know about you, Matt, but... No. I, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm going no. I'm not a <laughs> yeah. fighter, even a staged fighter. Yeah, no. 
I was a black belt in karate when I was a little really? kid. Really? Yeah. yeah, I did karate, jiu-jitsu, and taekwondo. How was karate like for you? Um, I pretty much complained the whole way through. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I did this when I was like eight. My like competitive 12, sports yeah. were like swimming. That's what I oh, did. Oh, I did swimming. You know, yeah. in middle school and in high school. So that was the only sport that I did. And yeah, that's karate not was the only sport I did. sports like what you guys are talking about. And I never really got into the combat side of it with the sparring. Because mm-hmm. I remember one combat sparring match that was with this like guy in his 50s or something. And he like tripped and fell on top of me. And oh, I'm this geez. tiny little seven-year-old, and I was smaller. I was very small for my age, and it just completely knocked the wind out of me, and oh I was out gosh. for the count. Mm. Ooh, so I goodness. didn't spar after. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. What what, bait, what belt did you ex- uh, leave with? Black. It was black. It was black. Yeah, I had okay. to go. I did. I, I had to go to a tournament or something. I think. Oh wow! You had yeah. to go through a lot of progressions to get to yeah. a black belt. Yeah, so they did you said you colors. hate it. Somebody was you were. Yeah, doing my it parents were like, "You're gonna finish." Wow! Oh, and finish was all the way to black. Yeah, you're gonna finish what you started. <laughs> How long did it Same. take you to do that? Uh, two, three years. <clears throat> oh wow! Yeah. Wow. So you were little when you started it. Yeah. Like six. No, yeah, four, four, three. Six. No, Five. I was like I six can't or do seven. math right now either. <laughs> apparently, wow. Yeah, and I still have that somewhere. Well, you, you should. I saw somebody do this. It was really pretty. They took all of their belts, they folded them up, and they put them in a display case in the progression. It was really a lovely way to celebrate the uh, the achievement. My parents have them somewhere. My parents are the kind of parents who like kept every little drawing I'm I sure. made. You're and the only child. Like, so yeah. yeah. So yeah. they're somewhere. I don't know where. But yeah. they... You'll get it at some point in time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know it's getting close to our time, so I want to tell... Um, well, I'll save it for shout-outs. Okay, <laughs> so let's do our spotlight, our next sponsor. All right, our next sponsor is Create the Movement. Creating a movement takes two things, the right people and the right message. Finding the right people takes laser focus and extensive research. Crafting the right message requires in-depth market (coughs) knowledge and constant tweaking. It's not about thinking outside of the box. It's thinking about what your box is made of and using it to your advantage. Thank you, Create the Movement, for sponsoring the Intern Whisper Live. So thank you, Valencia College East Campus, for this lovely room that we get to be in every week. And thank you to Q. We love you. He also gave us special swag tonight. He gave us some really cool little things we can yeah, attach to our phone. Yeah, we have uh, the, those pop-out things on your phone. Pop yeah, sockets. so we don't drop them. Yeah, you can. So that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. It's Matt's delay, showing so his. Yeah, it's delayed. You'll see it eventually. You'll eventually see it. And some lanyards. And don't forget to our listeners, yep. we have two tickets. Well, actually, we have four. Four, four you tickets. You got all the tickets. Yes. To um, Jeremy Banks, right? I have the name right, right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I sure hope I didn't mess that one up. Um, Jacob Banks. Jacob Banks. Thank you, Jason. So for Jacob Banks in February, and we're going to be giving out um, two tickets to uh, somebody who actually posts over here in our 
Facebook or on our Instagram account with hashtag Jacob Banks and something that they liked about our show tonight. All right. So let's go to shout outs. Matt, you're first. Um, I guess I'll just do a shout out to all of you. Very like nice. I've never done one of those before. Like, Thank I you. Yeah, yeah. It's been great working here. I know it's not my last show, but. It's not yet. No. <laughs> I'm thankful for that. And so uh, a uh, shout out for Abby and Khalil then, Ab- too? Yeah, of course. Of course. The Fearsome Foursome. That's you guys. Oh, yeah. I was like, that is a unique name. <laughs> <laughs> That's Khalil, Abby, Jason, and the Matt. Fearsome Foursome. I like to think of it. Yeah, that's who you guys are. All right, Jason. So I want to give a shout out to Isabella. Oh, thank you. So thank you for having me jump on board, even though I wasn't originally. I was really thrilled. I'm really glad. (laughs) The one thing I'm so disappointed is that Nell Thompson didn't get to meet you. First thing in the room was, okay, which one of you is Jason? Uh, He's not here. He has to study, and he's going away on a trip. You still must go back to the school and go introduce yourself to her. Yeah. She came looking for you. uh, I have to. i got to make every opportunity count. Yeah. 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 And she's the director of academic innovation. She knows people. Hmm. Noted. So, um, (laughs) yeah. Go, go introduce yourself. Well, thank you so much, Jason. Yeah. I appreciate it. And my shout-outs go to you two guys for being here tonight. Khalil, who is in Puerto Rico, we miss you. We hope that you're having a good time being with your family and your friends. And then also to Abby, good luck. You're taking your exam tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciate it. I've had such a good time with you guys this semester. And I'm going to miss you. Good luck on your you're going to get an awesome job. All four of you, well, I know you two because you gradu- graduated. The other yeah. two are still in school, but you two are meant for great things. So Thank keep you. going thank out you. there doing awesome stuff. All right. all right. So as we close our show, we want to thank you, all of our listeners, and be sure to f- look us up on Facebook, on Twitter, wa- follow us live on MixLR.com, Valencia College Radio. We actually have a new listener that's listening to us live. Um, and then watch us on, not live here, like live internet radio. Oh, Yeah, you oh can't nice. see that one. <laughs> um, and then live on Facebook. And this, all, all of our shows are going to be coming to podcast um, first of the year. So you all can follow us in different ways. So thanks a lot. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas.